Welcome, hello, this is Apostolic Truth Today, and my name is Derek, the host of this show. And for those that don't know, this is a podcast. for another episode of Apostolic Truth today, and this is the 17th episode. It's a very special one, uh, it being the holidays, everybody's hopefully uh, with their family, uh, spending time with friends and family, and uh, coming together with the, the church body, and just having a, having a good time, no matter what you may be doing. Um, yeah, so if you're by the the fire roast and marshmallows uh, over the stove uh, cooking something delightful. Uh, whatever you may in fact be doing, I do thank you for uh, tuning in on this special episode. And what we're going to go ahead and cover today is a, is a very, very cool topic, a very uh, important topic, and that being faith and uh, what that means to have faith. If we were to go ahead and look at the definition of faith, if we were to go ahead and use the Google Dictionary, it would say it's a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Or it says a strong belief in God or the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So it's a belief in something, a strong belief in something or someone. And when we go ahead and we apply that here with the, the, the Hebrew definition or the Greek definition of faith here using the Strong's Concordance, it brings up that strong belief as a moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God. A conviction of truth of anything, a belief, uh, believing, respecting man's relationship to, to God in the divine things of God. And this is relating to God, relating to Christ, uh, relating to Christians, relating to anybody that believes in God and believes in his truth. We have this faith, this, this strong conviction and belief within us that, that cannot be measured nor can be um, contained. You know, if you have faith, you know, we can move mountains according to scripture. When we have faith, we can say uh, to a, a tree with heavy, heavy roots, um, I believe it was a sycamore tree. If not, I'll have to go back and fix this. But it, to be plucked up from the ground and to be moved, you know, there, there, there is power in, in faith. There's power in believing in what you know is true. And there's a power in believing God. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is start by reading Romans chapter 10 verse 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know what faith is. We know why faith is, in, is, in, is important because when we believe strongly on God and we believe that he's able to do these things and that through him things are done, there is power in that. We know that. But where does faith come from? Well, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So when we read the word of God, when we hear the words that were spoken by him, you know, the, the words that are the direct representation of his thoughts, direct representation of his voice and what he wants us to hear, knowing God's heart and mind is expressed in the word of God. And when we hear the word of God, when we understand what it's saying, when we study it, we, we hear these truths, we hear what God wants of us, and that elevates our faith, that elevates our faith, hearing the things of God. So, so with that, we, we, we've, got that, we've got that understanding. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And then in James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If we listen to the word only and not do the things that it's asking of us, we deceive our own selves. Well, Derek, is that not contradictory to what we just said? No. That's the reason why I placed it like that, so we can see one side and we can see the other. So we see we get this faith by hearing the word of God. But when we hear the word of God, what does that faith and our belief in him cause us to do? To then, in fact, be a doer of the word, be a doer of this instruction that's in front of us, and not just letting it go in one ear out the other. For if we if we take it and we believe we have faith and and we believe his word is true it will lead to one would say action and if not we're deceiving our own selves we're doing whatever we want to do we're we're doing what's pleasing to to our hearts pleasing to our minds it's not having the effect because we're not allowing it to have the effect and i know that's that's a challenging statement but it, it's scripture if we believe the word of god is in fact true if it says that that we we get this faith by hearing the word of god and that we need to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only we deceive ourselves then one could presume that when we hear the word of god we have an elevated faith but with that we need to bring forth action so faith brings action faith brings works with faith there is a byproduct that results in having faith in god john chapter 3 verse 15 says whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life if we believe in god we shall not perish but have eternal life once again i'm starting from one side of the scripture and we'll go ahead and we'll tackle it on the other side. We have to believe in him. We have to have faith that what he did will in fact change us. That will in fact save us. That will in fact bring forth something within our lives that wasn't there before. That when we read these words, that we're not reading the words of the Bible and, and they're just words alone, but that they're inspired words of God. It's his thought process. It's his heart. It's what he wants us to hear. If we believe that, it, it will lead to eternal life. When we have that belief, we will not perish. But that belief alone isn't what, what takes us there. You know, we have that belief. We have that faith and it fuels us. 
It fuels us to get there. But in everything we do, there's a work. In everything we do, there's an action. You know, unless we were just to lay in our beds day in and day out and just kind of be comatose, everything we do when we move, we're we're working. When we open a, a door, that you could consider that a work. So we either are doing um, one would say vain works, something that's not of God, or we're doing things that pertain to God being good works. So when we believe and have faith in God, it brings forth good works. So let's not get that confused. It brings forth good works with that belief in God. And when we have that belief in God, we shall not perish, but have eternal life. Earlier before that, in John chapter 3, it talks about being born again, being water, being born of water and of spirit, and he shall enter into the kingdom of God. When you were to, if you were to go ahead and read that alone, some people do. They, they think that with just this belief that we'll have eternal life. But if you read the whole context of the chapter, we know that if we, if we believe on these things, that we will have eternal life. But there has to still be that action. You still have to have that good work of, of, of being baptized of water and spirit. And with faith and belief, we will have this eternal life. We can't just take, you know, one line of the Bible and leave it there, but we need to read the whole context of kind of what's going on, you know, when Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of confusion with some of these verses, and that's the main reason why I'm bringing these out, that faith brings forth works. Faith brings forth action. Faith brings forth movement. You're either moving and doing good works, or you're doing um, Derek works, <laughs> things of the flesh. What I mean by Derek works, if you don't know, my name is Derek. <laughs> um, but Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So I want to walk us through this once again, just because if we never get through these, these, these verses, we won't have a clear understanding of what they're meaning. So we're going to break that apart. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Grace is something we don't deserve, but God gives it to us anyways. We are saved through faith, believing in him according to the other scripture. And we shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we're saved through our faith and belief in God, not of ourselves. You know, my righteousness doesn't make up but filthy rags. Anything I try to do can't produce my salvation. I can do good works and I can do things that are pleasing to God, but there's nothing that I can do to make it into heaven. It is the gift of God. It is by His grace and our faith and belief and the things that are going to come to pass and the things that He's done in our lives that we can make it into heaven, that we can be there with him but with that faith will bring forth good works and there's these things that he's asking of us for asking of us to do and he's asking us to do these things and we should be expected to do these things you know we are bought with a price we are a son of god but we're also servants of the living god so i might have been explaining that kind of fast so i want to make sure that this is understood because it is very important it's very crucial to have an understanding of this salvation is a free gift of god 
God gives it to you. It's nothing that you can earn. You know, but once you're bought, you are bought with a price, meaning he's asking you to do things. No no one no one made you receive this gift, this free gift of God. It was your choice and you and, and you believed you you wanted to live your life after God and you received salvation unto God. You prayed to God. You you asked him to you repented of your sins. You asked him to fill you with the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. You were baptized in Jesus' name. This is the, the gift of God that we can be born and adopted into the family, saved by his blood and changed by his spirit. It is a free gift. But with our faith, there are things that he wants us to do and there's action, there's good works that need to take place. So... Once again, you know, if you were to go ahead and read these scriptures by themselves, it'd be like the Bible's contradicting itself. But if you have an understanding of what these verses and the context within these verses, you realize the whole Bible kind of fits together like a perfect uh, puzzle piece, and it kind of comes together and it kind of explains itself what it means. Yes, we are saved by faith. Yes, we are saved by believing in Him, and there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. But, but with true faith and true believing in what he has done, it's going to bring forth good works and it's going to bring forth these things that he, that he expects of us and that he wants of us because we want to please our, our Father. We want to please our God. We want to please the person that, that, that died on the cross for our sins, that paid that ultimate price to cover our sins in the past the sins that we're doing now and the sins that we're going to do later on, you know. We don't want to continue doing these things thinking that we can continue to do these things and there's no uh, repercussion. There is. But when we say, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me of my sins. I put my face on the pillow and, I, and I'm asking you, God, I'm going to turn away from my wicked ways and you in fact believe that and you in fact do something to change that. There's a repentance within you there's a repentant heart that god i'm going to turn away from my wicked ways i don't want these things anymore and and god will blot out these transgressions when when you deserve nothing but hell death and the grave he will block out these transgressions and you can walk with new life and you can walk clean of these things that should easily and that could easily destroy you you're you're made clean your slates made clean that's an amazing thing. So that's kind of why I, I brought up some of these, one would say, um, without proper context and without proper understanding, contradictory statements. But they're not. They all complement each other and they all fit together in this perfectly fit puzzle. And it's amazing. When, when you fully get an understanding of that, it's an amazing thing. So I pray that you know, you're not just listening to my words, but you actually... You know, pause these, write these down, go into the scripture and, and begin to, to read these, 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 these chapters, read the, the verses and to begin to study this out. You know, the things that we need to do in, in our faith in God and, and what he expects of, of believers after he'd passed through all the way from Acts to Revelation, how we should live, how we should be as disciples of the living God. And I don't want to go on a, a complete side tangent, so we're going to go back and get back into the into this study here of faith. So we're, we're going to go into James chapter 2, verse 14, and there's going to be a little bit of lengthy reading here, but I think it is good, and I pray, God, that you 
your hand be in the, in the midst of this. Um, so what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? Well, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and they're in need of this food, and one you say unto them, Depart in peace, ye be warmed, you be filled, and, and notwithstanding to give them anything which are needful of the body, what does it profit? You know, if we were to say, be warmed, be filled, and not give them any of these things that they're needing to be filled or to be warmed, what does it profit? And it's saying the same thing, you know, having this faith, having this belief, and bringing forth nothing behind it. What is it? What is it? It sounds kind of empty. And it continues to read, Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead. Being alone, you can say you have faith. But if it doesn't produce good works, if it doesn't produce any anything of a byproduct, is your faith true or is it empty? We can even bring up another uh, subject. I know I bring it up a, a lot, but let's say you say you love someone. I love you, but I'm never going to talk to you. I'm never going to better understand you. I don't want to better understand you. Um, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm not going to do any of that. But I believe in my heart that I love you. Is his love true or is his love empty? And upon evaluating these standards, I would say that the love is empty. You can say it till your face turns blue, but... If you say you love someone and you truly mean it, there is things that are going to happen, that things that you're going to want to do as a byproduct because of that faith. And when you've got Jesus Christ dwelling within you, when you have his spirit changing you and working on you, if you so in fact allow, you know, we pray God, your will be done. We have to die daily. But if he's shining through and he's working on us, we can we can bring forth these good works you know sometimes it's hard in the flesh to do good works because you know we're not good but if he shines through we can bring forth good works having faith in him when we pray having faith that he's gonna work when we pray having faith that we're not just saying words but that he's changing us that he's working on us that we are dying to this flesh god i give you everything i give you my mind i give you my voice i give you these steps i give you this man that i am my vanity my carnality and you pour yourself out before god you you repent of your of your intentions you repent of these things where you have missed the mark and you bring yourself into that place where you can where where you can be right and that comes through faith and belief because if you didn't have faith and belief you know, all of that would kind of just be empty. It would be, it would mean nothing and vice versa. To say these things and to not do those things, your, your faith would also, in fact, be empty. So let's continue, let's continue reading. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Well, show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And it calls him a vain man. A vain man is someone that does things that are, produce something that makes up nothing. 
Vanity makes up nothing. You're doing your will. You're doing what's pleasing to you, saying I have faith and not allowing that faith to bring forth good deeds or good works and allowing God to work on you and God to change you. These works are, are dead. These works are empty. And in Scripture, it calls him a vain man, a vain man. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith through with works and by works was faith made perfect, and that the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believeth God, and it was disputed unto him righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. See, he had faith that brought forth obedience, that brought forth sacrifice. It was the faith that moved him to make that action. It was faith that fueled that faith that propelled him forward. He believed in his God. He believed in whom he served was true. And that he believed that if he followed after what God wanted of him, that everything was going to work out because he had faith. He's like, God, I may not understand what you're asking of me. God, I may not understand what's going on, but I believe in you. My faith will bring forth your truth. My faith in you, God, is strong, and I believe that everything's going to work out. And he went up onto that mountain. He was about to sacrifice his son, and he said, stop. And God provided a ram offering that he could give. But he said, stop, your obedience is made known. He had faith in God brought forth by a perfect work, a perfect work brought forth by faith, fueled by faith. So yea, then how by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was Rahab the harlot justified by works, then she received the messengers and it sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith fuels the works. Faith fuels the works. Works is a byproduct of faith. We can't live without our spirit. And our spirit has nowhere to dwell without our body. So these two things are perfectly aligned in the same way, just like that puzzle piece I was talking about. And I don't know if this is making things any more clear, but with our faith, when our, with our belief in God, it brings forth action. It facilitates action. A byproduct is action. <clears throat> you know, Joseph and Mary with child they they with this faith it brought forth obedience joseph was in a place where an angel was speaking ordered by the lord to him saying i need you to marry mary i know you don't understand what's going on but your your wife is going to bring forth the messiah he's going to bring forth god manifested in flesh he's going to bring forth a babe with inside Mary, and it's not yours, but I need you to marry her, for she has not cheated on you, for she has not done anything falsely towards you. You may not fully understand, 
but I need you to be obedient here. And Joseph, with his faith, he brought forth obedience. Brought forth obedience. He didn't understand, but Joseph did what he needed to do. And he married Mary. And he believed at what God had said, and that was from faith. And a lack of obedience, we have Moses smiting the stone instead of, instead of um, doing what he was supposed to. Jonah not wanting to go to Nineveh. And, and he was swallowed by a whale. You know, this is where their faith kind of wavered. He's like, God, how could, you, how could you do this to people that deserve all this righteous judgment? You know, Jonah had placed judgment on that, on that area, uh, Nineveh. But God had other plans. And Jonah didn't understand and his faith dwindled. And with that, caused a lack of obedience. When we start thinking that our way is better than God's way, are we become less obedient to God and we start doing what we want to do. When we have faith that God is in control and we have a faith that His way is greater than our ways and the way we see things sometimes is... is when we see things... From a man's perspective, thinking of the things eternal, sometimes in our eyes we call these things and we believe these things foolish. But when we're in a place where we have faith and believe in God and we allow His Spirit to move, we see these things as spiritual and good. And though we may not understand our faith and our obedience and our trust in Him and our belief in Him makes us see these things in a whole new light, that He's got it under control. That as long as we be obedient to him, everything's going to work out. You see, our faith fuels these things that we do that would just bring forth empty works, that would just bring forth things that are of a vain nature, things that we're doing things just by ourselves. So we need to be obedient to the word of God. We need to have faith in what he's telling us and believing that what he's telling us is true and that it's going to bring forth these works. <laughs> so with that I um I do feel more led to to go ahead and close that I have been feeling very strongly on obedience too many times we we want to do our own will too many times we want to do our own things but the thing is God is looking for obedience those that are willing to put their lives aside and to serve him to be a willing vessel. A willing vessel is one that says, no matter what's going to happen, I'm going to do what you ask of me. No matter where I'm at in life, no matter where what you ask me to say, I'll do it. I'll say it. I'll go where you're leading me, just like Jonah. When we have that, that obedience fueled by our faith in God, anything is possible. It's going to be brought forth by Him. But the obedience is so important. Obedience. You know, I'm actually going to have another podcast episode on, I don't know if it's going to be the next one, but it might be another one, on obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is so important. So we may go over that in the next episode. Um, but I do thank everyone that's listening to this podcast on this hectic, uh, busy Christmas season. You know, if you're roasting gingerbread cookies, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, 
toast gingerbread cookies. Uh, roasting is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm just playing. Uh, no matter what you may be doing, I, I do thank you. And I pray that God touches you in that, that, that these words aren't just words, but that they touch your heart and they lead to further study. And I pray that if you don't know God and if you're just listening to this podcast and you don't yet have truth and you don't yet have understanding that God facilitate that and your faith and your belief in God bring you to that place where you find truth, bring you to that place where you find yourself in God, bring yourself into a place where that, that emptiness, that void is then filled. And I pray that these things be done in the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And this has been another episode of Apostolic Truth today. Uh, have a good one. <laughs>